Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello and welcome to the first of hopefully many Union Power Coaching podcasts. My name is Mike Turnpenny from Union Power Coaching and this is a really special moment for me. I've wanted to do this for a very long time which uh, is kind of the topic of this podcast, which we'll come to shortly. So this is something I wanted to set up for a long time. On my website, I have a podcast section, and it just says coming soon, and it's been coming soon for about six months. So here it is. So thank you for listening. If anybody is, I guess uh, time will tell. And just to give you a brief introduction of Union Power Coaching, if this is your first time hearing of Union Power Coaching, Union Power Coaching is a place where you can receive support and coaching and accountability, be it through exercise, yoga, DDP yoga, life coaching itself, meditation and mindfulness. And that sounds like a lot to take in, but when you put them together, when you combine them all together, it becomes a real whole package really. So it all began organically for myself. My idea for Union Power Coaching came when I was really drawn to DDP yoga, 2017, and I was drawn to DDP yoga, and I loved it so, so much, but I felt like I was missing something, and I couldn't tell what, and fate would lead me to meditation, learning to meditate, and it felt like the perfect combination to have the calmness of the meditation, the aerobic exercise of DDP yoga, and as a package, it really, really worked for me to be able to to get me physically and mentally ready for the day. And as time went on, I my interest grew in coaching as a whole. So life coaching, which sounds like a really big thing. Um, a friend of mine, Vance Hines, suggested calling it transformation coaching, which is better than life coaching because life coaching isn't about I've got all the answers, I'm better. It's about guiding and being there to help somebody stay accountable and be a positive sounding board for their ideas. So without any further ado, today's podcast, what I want to talk about is following your heart and following your instincts, which I'll give other examples as we go on. But this podcast for me was one of those things where I had it there on the back burner and today here I am hopefully recording it. I mean, it it seems to be recording. Um, So yes, I can confirm we are in fact recording. (laughs) So following your heart and your instincts. So although sometimes outwardly we don't feel like we know ourselves or how to express ourselves clearly, inwardly our heart guides us. It it knows what direction to, to push us in. And it might not always make sense. So at the time when you're thinking about it, it might not make sense exactly where you feel like your heart and your instincts are telling you to go. But as I've learned, an example I'll give shortly, when you follow your heart and your instincts, we do in fact begin to see things much, much clearer. And I watched a documentary recently, which was called From Stress to Happiness. And I really recommend it. It's on Netflix and it's about the man who is considered the happiest man in the world. And there's a really beautiful analogy that I want to share on this podcast. And what it says is, if we drop a key in a pool of water, we must wait for the water to stop moving so that we have a clearer view of where the key has sunk to. 
thus being able to find it. So if we put our hands straight into the water in a panic, before the water has time to settle and before the keys even had time to sink to the bottom, we're frantically trying to find the key with blurred or no vision. So it's much easier for us to do it when we wait and obviously, of course, much harder um, when we rush things. And then when we rush things to try and save time, we actually end up making things last much longer. So when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling angry, depressed, lost, you name it, if we gift ourselves the time to sit back a moment, breathe, let whatever is happening externally and internally settle down, the, the key in the water, you know, it becomes able, uh, we are able to find it. So very often in these situations, our default response is perhaps to, to lash out to others when we're feeling stressed. So, you know, the key now is an analogy for, for life and those stressful situations. When something happens, we just react. We don't think, we react. And therefore, when we don't let the situation settle, when we don't allow ourselves to see it clearly, we do. We react negatively towards other people and, and to ourselves at times as well. As it feels like this will release the tension, it feels like lashing out in this kind of way is almost like removing that stress, but you're actually just throwing more wood onto the fire. You're not releasing any tension. You're, you're giving it attention. You're giving the tension attention, and you don't want to do that. You want the tension to, to calm down. You know, think of it almost like a child. If a child is crying because it wants ice cream, but it's not a breakfast yet, you don't give it ice cream because what does it learn? I cry, I get what I want. And our stress and our tension is very, very similar to this, where we need to go, hang on a second, let's take a breather, let's assess this clearly before we uh, escalate the situation. So since beginning um, a meditation practice of my own, which was in 2018, I believe it was the end of March 2018, I've noticed a huge difference in how I respond and react to situations now. So generally, I feel like I've developed a two-second window to take in what's happening process it, and then decide how best to respond. So this is as opposed to how I used to react prior to learning meditation, where I would respond before even hearing the end of a sentence or a thought. I think part of this came from being quite a self-conscious, quite an anxious person, um, and therefore always being on, on the defense, even when there was no need to be defensive. So don't get me wrong. I am still far from perfect and for me a lot of what I do now with regards to coaching and exercise and mindfulness it's a way of further improvement further development and by working with other people I can pass my experience and my ideas onto them and by working with other people and speaking to people and I'm very lucky I speak to people all over the world I feel like I understand people better so this isn't me being you know, I've got life figured out and I'm going to pass it on to you. No, no, this is just what I've learned, sharing it. And I would love to hear, you know, how you cope with these similar daily uh, challenges. So as I was saying, so I'm far from being perfect. And uh, I'm a great believer in the, you know, we are never the finished article. We are a work in progress um, until our last breath. So even with four years of daily meditation practice, I am still human. Uh, I still have an ego that I need to keep in check. Um, and like anyone, things often don't go my way or how I'd hoped. And 
people and situations still dent my ego and tempt my ego to react. Whether it's when, and this is very common in my case, uh, whether it's when technology fails me, um, or more accurately, I guess, uh, when I fail using technology, um, or when I have to make a compromise that I'd rather not make. You know, this is amongst many other examples of, you know, challenges that stir my ego, where my ego raises its head and wants to, it wants to react for me. Now that's the key there, it's reacting for me. It's not my actual reaction, it's the ego reacting on my behalf um, without my permission, but it jumps, you know, it jumps in um, on its own accord there. So what does this have to do with following our hearts, following our instincts? So I feel like when we're able to rise above the noise of our ego and, you know, the uncontrollable external circumstances this is what this is the moment when we can actually let our heart start to guide us in the right direction so by taking those moments to let things settle that's when we can really listen to what our heart and our instincts want us or believe we should be doing so instinctively somehow we know where we're supposed to go um i don't know why but instinctively our you know, we, we know, you know, we have some sort of survival instinct, I guess, where we are guided somewhere. But life obviously is constantly leaving us clues and hints where it wants us to go. But ultimately, it's up to us to recognize that or be or be available to to notice those hints and clues that life is giving us. Um, you know, so why does life do that? Why is it, why is it not simpler? That's a very big question, I guess. But at the end of the day, I suppose it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you do someone's homework for them, they're going to get a good grade, potentially. Maybe not if I do it for them, but uh, maybe they'll get a good grade. But they don't learn anything in the process. And at the same point, in, at some point in the future, they'll probably fall into that same hole again. And if you're not there to do the homework for them, they will fail. So I feel like these hints we're given it's, you know, like a nudge on the arm, like, you know, you're in the right direction, keep looking, you know, if you if you pay attention, you will make sense of this. Um, you know, if you look at the puzzle pieces long enough and patiently enough, you will see which ones connect together. So now I'd like to share a personal story with you where, which inspired this podcast, really, it inspired me to start the podcast that I was inspired to start a while ago. So it's a double inspiration here. Um, so this is an experience that happened to me very recently. And it's uh, a situation or a path that I'm on right now. And what it is, you know, as I mentioned, this is my first podcast recording this. And this is because this Union Power Coaching is very important to me. You know, this work, helping people, working with people, learning about other people. And, you know, of course, in, in turn, learning further about myself. It's been a really powerful part of my my own journey over the last uh, seven or eight years. And recently I'd found myself feeling a little bit lost. I felt myself uh, not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Now I'm very lucky, I, I enjoy the the other work that I do, but it doesn't feel like it's my calling. It feels like I'm lucky to be able to do it. But I sometimes find myself sat, you know, for five or six hours thinking, oh man, but I wish I was doing union power coaching work I wish I was trying to build that I wish I was doing more and I found myself feeling lost and why is that so you know I joked earlier about you know me not helping with someone's homework 
because it wouldn't get a very good result. I mean, academically, I was never uh, the strongest in, in school. It was never my, my strength um, learning academically. I've always been a doer. If I've got a new device, I learn how to use it by using it. I don't read an instruction manual because I just I've never I've never really connected with that. It's never really helped me, and I just, and I think you know maybe some could say I need to work harder at it. Maybe they'd be right, but I I believe that some of us you know we all learn differently. And I am a certified DDP yoga instructor. I'm a certified meditation mindfulness instructor. I have a diploma in life coaching, but I wanted to certify myself as uh, a traditional yoga instructor. And due to the pandemic and due to, you know, financial reasons, it was hard to go to just go and do a yoga course, a yoga teacher training course. So I, at the end of last year, I, I found a really good deal for an, an online course. And I started it and it was really good, but I was instantly reminded that I am not strong academically. And I was really struggling to be motivated to do it because... I just don't learn that way. I don't learn by sitting and looking at a computer. And I tried and I did it for a bit and I left it for a bit and I went back to it and I really wasn't making the progress that I should be making. But rather than dwelling on it and also rather than torturing myself by trying to do it, I I realized, you know, this is where I feel lost. I feel lost because I'm not working on what I want to and I've completely ignored it. I've not tried to find a solution to the problem. I've just said, okay, I can't do it that way. I'll leave it. You know, it's like arriving at a wall and instead of seeing if there's a door or a way around it, you just go, oh, okay, there's a wall there and you turn back and you walk away. That's what I found myself being guilty of having done. So when I was doing my other work and, you know, in my free time, not really doing much and I was feeling lost, I just had that realization, my heart and the instincts were pointing me in this direction and then I received an email from a yoga teacher training course in Bali now there's no way I can fly to Bali from Colombia where I live because it's just a very very long journey and financially not viable but the email was about a scholarship to do a yoga teacher training course in person and I applied for it anyway I thought you know what the hell just apply for the scholarship and see what happens and they emailed me back two days later saying you know we can offer you a a place in two weeks. And, you know, there was no way in two weeks I was going to be able to just drop everything and rearrange everything to be able to do that. But this, I felt, was that jigsaw piece. This was the hint. This was the clue that life was giving me that this is the direction you're supposed to be going in. So I realized, okay, I'm excited about going to do this, but I can't go and do it there. So I looked at other options, near to where I live in Colombia, Costa Rica, uh, Mexico, like surrounding countries. And in the process of doing this, I found what I believe to be the perfect place for me to go and do this. I found a a yoga teacher training place in Cali in Colombia. So it's uh, about an hour flight away from where I live in Bogota. And having been speaking with the people there by message and getting the details and seeing the the other things they do, you know, they said, oh, follow us on social media so you can see what the courses look like. And they were doing ice therapy. I was like, wow, like, you know, I've been doing cold water therapy and ice baths since last December. It's another kind of, almost like it feels like a, 
like destiny, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't mean that literally, but all of these little subtleties where when you take that chance, when you rise above that noise and when you give life a chance to push you in that right direction, you can find things. So after, you know, a couple of days of research and following that momentum, that's a really important thing. When you feel that momentum, you've got to ride it like a wave, you know, I don't surf, but I've, you know, I've lived in surf towns, I've seen them and when that perfect wave comes, they're going to go with it. You know, they might not know where it's going to end, but they know that if they don't take it, if they don't follow that wave, that momentum, they will lose it. So what's this got to do with my subject? So I feel like for me, I was lost and I didn't give myself the space to listen to my heart, to listen to my instincts. And when I did when I took a step back and allowed myself to see these clues and these ideas that life was sending to me, all of a sudden that momentum just came out of nowhere. And in August I will go and I will do a 22 day, 300 hour yoga teacher training and meditation course. And with that, I will have another certification and I can add it to my, my skills. I want to create, you know, my union power yoga. I want to combine the DDP yoga. I love DDP yoga, but I feel like it's time to expand on it and add to it. And to be able to offer people different styles and different services. And I want you guys to be able to to do the same. So I want you now to think, think about something that maybe you left on the back burner and ask yourself why. Why did you leave it there? Because there'll be a reason, but there will also be a way around it. There will be a solution to this. So what have you wanted to do for this year? What was your news resolution, perhaps, that you haven't started yet? Or what was something you wanted to do before the pandemic started that you never got around to doing? Because, of course, the pandemic, you know, interrupted everything. And ask yourself, what can I do? What If I take five minutes and I start thinking, what clues has life sent to me that I've not noticed? You know, who have I met recently that could help me with this? Or what contacts, existing contacts do I already have who can help me with this? Or what social media platforms are useful for this? Not the ones that are going to distract you, the ones that are going to help you. So I need to think about that. And you can... I'm still not sure where I'm going to post this podcast, but I guess if this is on YouTube, you can leave a comment below and let me know what what you're going to work on. Um, If this is on Spotify, feel free to to tag me on Instagram uh, at Union Power Coaching and let me know. So I want you guys to find your yoga school equivalent. Um, I want you to be guided to your next goal. And here are two condensed useful points that I want to give to you to, to help you do that, that I feel have helped me. So number one, go deeper than the surface to find the root of the unrest. If you feel lost and like you're not doing the right thing, what is the root of this unrest? Not what are the symptoms it's creating, not, you know, it's making me feel angry, it's making me agitated. What's the reason for it? The symptoms are, they're just a byproduct of the unrest. Find the root. So in my case, my problem wasn't that I want to be a certified yoga teacher it was that I felt I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing in life in general. I didn't feel I was living authentically and I was just letting the days roll by. So instinctively, we want to live a purposeful life that fills with joy. 
And in this example, the yoga school is just the vehicle to move me in that direction, the direction where I believe I, I should be going, um, to not feel like I'm treading water um, or waiting for something to happen or for someone else to come along and change things for me. I was blocking my instincts and that was the route. Number two, I've said this a thousand times to myself and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna repeat it many more times, I'm sure. Time doesn't give itself to us. We are responsible for making time. I've taught myself now to say that if I didn't do something, it's because I didn't make time, not that I didn't have time. So point number two is to be responsible and accountable for our own time. Everyone has to work and has certain obligations or responsibilities, but what we do with the rest of our time is up to us and us alone. So if we want to do something, be it a hobby, an activity, we have to look at our schedule and see where we can make time for it. So by making time for ourselves, we tell ourselves that we are worth our own time. We deserve to do things that make us feel good. We deserve to be happy. So thank you very much for listening to the first Union Power Coaching Podcast. Please feel free to, to contact me, be it through the website, which is unionpowercoaching.com or through Instagram um, at unionpowercoaching. And you know, please feel free to share, share your stories with me and with others to help inspire other people. So as well as by sharing this podcast, you know, the most important thing is that you take something away from it and that we, uh, that we as a whole, that we utilize these, these lessons, we utilize these ideas to help us live the life that we deserve to live. So stay happy, stay well, and uh, until next time, goodbye. For more information, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.